Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. For this episode, we're going to be discussing the second episode of Our Flag Means Death, A Damned Man. Joining me for this discussion is a very special guest. Announce yourself, special guest. Hello, it's me, Tamsin's mum, Nick. That's right, Tamsin's mum, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's back with the pod how have you been fine and you i've been fine i'm great <laughs> so that's two of us i feel like we might need the therapy that's in this episode oh, yes. <laughs> okay so let's jump into it so in our pre-discussion of this episode you raised something really interesting which was how essentially everyone on the ship is concealing something yeah they are aren't they? i mean it's they're all either running for something or they're pretending to be something they're not or yeah it's, it's all subterfuge isn't it i agree and i think it's embodied physically in the character of jim where they are female presenting passing for a male mm. And then through the course of this episode, that is discovered. Uh, Do you know what Jim is hiding from? What Jim is hiding from? Well, it's a bit mysterious. We know when they were writing their diary that there's a price on their head and that that's the reason why they've chosen to go undercover. But other than that, revenge. They mentioned revenge. They did. They did. Yeah. But other than that, it's a bit of a mystery at this point. Okay. Now, I would also say that This second episode did a couple of jobs. The first job was to really put to bed all of the trauma around the badminton murder. Mm. Okay? Because really, this episode essentially pivots around that, doesn't it? This episode is how to deal with, you've just killed someone, how do you deal with that mentally? it's, It's about resolution. And I really like the line when Steed Bonnet is talking to Olawande and Jim and asking them essentially, how do you get over taking a life? And Jim, in sign language, basically says, that you die as well, mm. which I think is a really interesting way to look at that sort of thing. Because I do believe that that's a truth. I do as an well. absolute truth. Yeah. You can't come back from that. No, not at all. No. The person you used to be and the person you are now are two different people. Yeah. Because it's the biggest taboo, isn't it? Well, it's a, it's a huge taboo. But it's interesting that in this piratical universe that we're now following, you know, a lot of them, they have no choice but to be pirates, as we established in episode one. Yeah. And so the idea that they are kind of killing for survival, but every time they kill, they lose a part of themselves. I mean, that's quite, that's quite deep. That's quite sad. I guess that's how they justify it, though. They're doing it for survival. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I thought it was a very surprisingly deep moment from a from a very fluffy comedy series. 
Yeah, and I think it only worked because of the way it was performed, actually. Yeah, I thought the sign language and then Olawande interpreting. Mm. I'm not even sure if that's really what Jim said. (laughs) (laughs) They probably said, I want to stab you in the heart. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I really... I really thought that was interesting. And I think the other job that this episode does, which it essentially sets up the character of Blackbeard. Blackbeard was like, You saved my heart, Pete. I'm forever in your debt. Just happy to be on the team, Blackbeard. From this day onward, you'll be known as the Dread Blackbeard. My right-hand man. And I thought it was really, really fun how black peach goes into this i've got to say it sort of reminded me of the swashbuckling adventures used to get in the 1930s and the 1940s like errol flynn oh gosh that sort of vibe to when he was retelling um what it used to be like to be part of blackbeard's crew yeah i really liked the way that it referenced early sort of swashbuckling films i thought that was really interesting it was clever and it was also and was intermingled with some actual factual things like you said blackbeard actually did the the smoke effect yeah that's true so the so he used to dip his um beard the ends of his like the tips of his beard in tar and then when he was fighting he would set that on fire and so his his head would be like a ball of flame or like loads of smoke coming off it and we we get that in this episode where his head is essentially a big ball of smoke and then he's got these two flaming eyes and obviously He's got a Bristolian accent, which yeah. I also love. And I didn't think it was that bad a Bristolian accent. It was pretty accent. good. It was close. It was good. And we can say that. We can say that, obviously. We have West Country accents. So we're looking out for all these. And it's very rare that rare. you... Hen's teeth. Well, it's rare that you get a good West Country accent. Let alone a West Country accent. Well, I was going to say a good one because most people go straight for yokel, yokel, local yokel. I couldn't even get that out then. <laughs> and they don't really, it, like, nobody sounds like that here. No, no. Well, the What are you going to say? Controversy. I, I, I'm going to say that we, <laughs> we, we, well, I was listening to an audio book the other day and someone described, described Somerset as Zummerzut. Yeah, no. And it's infuriating. That person needs to walk the plank. Yes. Carbolic soap washed out my... I don't even know what that is. Is that an old person thing? I think so. <laughs> you think so? You just said it. Yeah, well, hey, I agree. <laughs> I'm ancient. What can I say? People were punished differently in the past. What? In the 1870s? Yeah. <laughs> anyway... So yeah, I think it does a really good job of putting to bed the badminton stuff. Mm. And then for the first time, we get glimpses of Blackbeard. But we don't get Taika Waititi as Blackbeard. This is the Blackbeard that we've got from myth and legend of yore. And also I think it's really interesting because it sort of talks about how do legends get started there's a little bit of that in the beginning i would say yeah where you've got like black pete is essentially just he's lying mm. about all of this stuff mm. and the majority of stuff that was told about Blackbeard and also reported about pirates was you know hearsay conjecture but in those stories 
that's what we are seeing in that moment. We're seeing someone sort of give birth to the myth yeah. of Blackbeard, yeah. which I thought was really a lot of fun. I really liked the opening. It was, it, it was, and also I think that you're getting an insight into the individual characters of the shipmates. Yes. Which is good. I'd like to view this as a holiday of sorts. You know, a vacation. What the hell's a vacation? Oh, well, it's a, it's a period of leisure. Your time is yours to do with as you please. Perhaps there's a hobby you enjoy. Or maybe you do nothing at all. The point is to rest our bodies. As well as our minds. What is the punishment if we don't? No, there's no punish. Look, there's literally no way to mess this up. Just hit the beach, rest and have fun. I loved all their different takes on a holiday. The fact that most of them didn't know what a holiday was for me, well, none of them knew what a holiday was, let's be honest. Well, you, you said that that's factual. That's factual, yes. Yeah, very factual. I mean, let's be honest, the weekend wasn't invented until the 19th century. So, you know, incredibly factual. But I mean, also, I just think for the poor at this period, there's no idea about leisure time because everything is involved in trying to keep body and soul together mm. and industry. And you don't necessarily get that leisure time that the leisure classes get. And I mean, that's the reason why Steve Bonnet is rich because he's got time to have hobbies. You know, part of being rich is that all these accoutrements that go with it like you know I do sport or I like to swim I like to paint you know if you're poor you don't get access to those you things get no leisure time. you're just working <laughs> and well I mean it's it's the same today isn't it let's be real essentially I, I agree absolutely I mean if if I want to go halfway across the country, I'm going to do it on a crap train. Whereas if I'm a celebrity, I could take a plane. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't because it's so bad for the environment. But um, And I'm not a monster. But if I was a monster and a rich one, I'd take a plane. Or a bus. <laughs> or an Airbus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the Airbus to go to Manchester. <laughs> I know, let's just... Let's let's just get a big cruise ship and just fire that bad boy up just to go, I don't know, 20 minutes down. <laughs> We're going off topic. <laughs> yeah, rein it in. I really liked how they all had different versions of what leisure time looked to them. So mm. let's talk about some of our favourite leisure time activities that the crew actually engaged in. So I really liked... Buttons whittling. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. And I loved the way he included Loch Ness Monster into <laughs> his... Now, how many fish can I name? We have to say Buttons <laughs> and the Loch Ness Monster. I They're just... To... Yeah, I, I have to say, is it a cryptid factor? Is that an Easter egg? I think so. So for anyone who isn't aware, who's listening to this, I mean, are you aware if you're listening to this? Who knows? <laughs> <Probably> uh, <laughs> Rhys Darby has a successful podcast that's been going on for about 200 years with his friend who's called Buttons. Which we love. And they, it's called The Cryptid Factor and it's basically talking about animals that don't really exist. Well, some of them do. Well, you think they do, but you think they've done that for years. So I'm not going to take anything you say for reals. Okay. 
<laughs> because, <laughs> because you are also <laughs> a cryptid knight. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed either. Every week you find some animal that was supposed to be extinct and it reappears. Okay, we won't. We'll leave it. To, we'll discuss this later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the point is. I, it must be an Easter egg. The fact that he's called Buttons and he includes the Loch Ness Monster and Reese Darby and Buttons, the real Buttons, have gone quite a few times to Loch Ness to they investigate. Ness, they? they do. They love Loch Ness. I think it must be an Easter egg, but yeah. who knows? Who even knows? Maybe well, it's, it's just, just... I was going to say, maybe it's just if your name's Buttons, you're into these things. Well, we love that in joke anyway. We loved it. We absolutely loved it. And I hope it is an Easter egg. If the idea of Restar B talking about pretend animals that my mum thinks are real um, does something for you, I would definitely say check out his podcast the cryptid factor i'm nowhere affiliated to it sadly i'm getting no money for that endorsement yeah (laughs) and i don't believe in ghosts i'm not a crack nut i don't believe in the loch ness monster i don't believe in yetis i don't believe in the abominable snowman i don't believe in pixies i don't believe in fairies i don't believe in slender man i don't believe in momo I don't believe in willows or wisps, and I certainly do not believe in shadow people. But I do believe what my own eyes have seen, and these eyes have seen a big cat. We really enjoyed Buttons. I also really liked seeing Wee John and Frenchie blow shit up on the beach. Oh, that, that was Yeah, that was one of my favourite bits. Because we've already established in episode one that Wee John is a pyromaniac mm. because he was desperate to set Steed on fire. So I just love the fact that in his downtime, it's blowing stuff up. I love that for him. I love that. And I feel like Frenchie was very underused in this episode, so it was nice to see him. And Have a bit of screen time. A little bit of screen time, exactly. Other characters that I felt were a little bit underused is the Swede. I feel like, do something with him. What would you do? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like problem. I feel like the writer probably also feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> I would also say another part of this whole story, this in this episode, was the blossoming of a romance between... Olawande and Jin. Mm. So clearly, Olawande has caught the feels for Jin. We're not sure how Jin feels about Olawande. Well, Jin's obviously aware of it, I think. Yes, because they tried to deflect, didn't they? They definitely Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in your path of revenge, you can't get a boyfriend. You're busy, you know? Exactly. You obviously, Exactly. Obviously, Jin's thinking, I do the revenge, then maybe if I live, we date. But we've got to get there first. <laughs> But Olawande definitely, obviously, has the feels for Jim. And there's that moment where the um, indigenous population of the island essentially say, you can stay with us. And he's like, no, I have to go back. There's somebody on the boat for me. And that is Jim. And I love it. I love that sort of, like, cute little romance that's beginning to blossom between these two characters. Very interesting and lots of fun. And obviously... On the flip side of that, we now have Jim might have murdered Lucius. 
which I also love. <laughs> Not that I want Lucius to die, obviously, but I thought that was really fun. Shin puts the bag over his head and drags him into the corner, and we don't know what happens after that. So I can only assume that he's going to end up a hat stand or something. I don't know. He's hopeless, isn't he? <laughs> what, Lucius? Yeah. yeah, I think he's... I think that's one of... Just a really fun character in this. I agree. And although we've only two episodes in, I'm starting to see some characters that I really enjoy. And I would say Lucius is definitely up on the list quite, mm. hi- quite high. Yeah. Uh, I'd absolutely murder someone for a bath. I am starting to smell like the rest of you. Oh, a Captain has a tub. If you want, I can I can watch. Um, keep watch. No, I, like, yeah, by I, the I door. know. I know so what no you meant. So no one comes I, in. I, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe we do our own yep. today. Yeah, Let's cool. do that. Sweet. Um, um, yeah. We were also introduced to three new characters in this episode, and they were Ivan, Fang, and someone called Izzy Hands. Exactly. Now, we said last week we were talking about black leather, and these guys obviously heard that, picked up the memo, and were like, all black leather. And I just want to say, how uncomfortable must it have been? (laughs) God, can you imagine in that heat? And also the sound. So you've got that and then you've got the added sand in crevices where sand should not be. I just feel really sorry for them. (laughs) Because I love that scene where Jim was so desperate to get into the water and you kind of felt like, oh, you kind of feel really clean because they really made it feel really uncomfortable Mm. for that character to be in the bowels of the ship. Mm. And when they were out in the water, it felt really like... The freedom. The freedom. I just kind of feel like poor Ivan, poor Fang... What is your hands? How must it be every single day? I do like Fang. I think Fang is brilliant. <laughs> I do too. He's got the best delivery. So good. So funny. And like, it was only small amounts. Like, small bits. Bite but size. Yeah, but what he managed to do with it was so funny. Oh, yeah. I'm like, whatever happens, protect Fang at all costs. <laughs> we want some chuckles. We do, we want some chuckles. What did you think of the new characters? Um, I would say it's too early for me to say. Too early for you to say. I mean, I kind of felt like they had watched Black Sails or other pirating films and they were kind of playing it. Well, I I would say the Izzy Hands character was playing it really straight. Mm. Like boo-ha-ha evil. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's why it it sort of worked mm. because yeah. you had Fang who was sassy you had the other one who was kind of dopey and then you had the Izzy Hands who was playing it like a pantomime villain and yeah, that's why it worked he's not doing Long John Silver is he? no he isn't I would say he's more doing Tim Curry's Long John Silver in uh, Muppets. Muppets yeah <laughs> talk about some references because we had reference quite a few weren't there princess bride yep ego montoya yep with the sword yeah and the the shirt yep and also i suppose you could throw zorro in there as well if you really wanted to he's not a pirate well he's not a pirate but there are references i mean they're not all piratical references (laughs) yeah and there was another dread pirate dread we're not going to call you dread you're going to be dread black peach yeah yeah i love it 
I love that. She's also um, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. I would also say the Muppets, Treasure Island looms really large over this. Vibes through it. Yeah. It felt very much like when they go to the island and Piggy is, you know, the indigenous queen. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I kind of was waiting for Miss Piggy to turn up. I know. Oh, it's only. I just think that would have been so... But anyway. (laughs) The heart of this episode is really the establishment of two things that are going to play out through the whole of this series, which are the first thing is Steed's guilt around his family, Mm. how he left his family. Well, we've already seen his family, but we see his children again when he's he's departing. And the fact that he didn't even say a proper goodbye to them. He just left in the night. Which is bad. It's so bad. And then obviously the next part of that is Steed's relationship with Blackbeard Mm. is going to be huge. And we've kind of started that here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he needs to reconcile, doesn't he? Yes. But by continuing on this mad adventure, he's not doing that at all. No, no. I also want to put another historical note in just before we wrap this episode up. And that is the fact that they make a big thing about Steve Bonnet having run revenge aground. But actually, historically, Blackbeard did that. He ran his own shit aground. Ooh. Is it a badass move? Is it a crazy move? Who knows? Is it just I was drunk and driving? Probably. <laughs> Who's staring? Who's staring? Oh, now that, I don't know if that was an Easter egg, but that is something that, so we're fans of a po- another podcast. This is a podcast that just tells you about other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we're fans of another podcast called um, Commode and Mayo Film Review. And... In the... Oh, what are those films that Liam Neeson does when he's grumpy? Oh, uh, I'm going to come and get you. I'm under the bed or something. No, uh, <laughs> get back. No, no, that's the features. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Uh, oh, God. I'm going to have to Google it. Hang on, listener. I'm just going to connect your call. Wait one second. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. I'm still Googling. It'll come to me as soon as you've Googled. You know that, don't you? Um, I'm just going to insert some lovely hold music while I Google. To the Department for Work and Pensions, this is a free call. This number is for benefit inquiries only. Okay, I've Googled them and it's taken. (laughs) So the Liam Neeson series taken. Why do I think get back? (laughs) (laughs) There's no logic there. I don't know. I don't know the workings of your brain. Anyway, there's a joke. Oh, there's a joke in the podcast. Who's driving the boat? And I felt like, but that took a long time to get there. It did. <laughs> and this may or may not make it into the edit. <laughs> As we... We're going to need a bigger podcast. We're going to need a bigger podcast. I love it. <laughs> we turn to wrap up this episode i just want to get some final thoughts from you i.e what's your rating for this episode out of 10 i can't remember did we do it out of five or out of 10 uh, we're gonna go out of 10 okay i i I would give it because it's got it's a nice tentpole episode Uh, it sets out a lot of things and it's quite funny so i would give it six and a half interesting yes i would give it a solid yeah i'd give it probably a six and a half as well if maybe a five six and a half yeah agreed 
Agreed. Well, what are we agreeing on? Six and a half? Oh, look, you are the guest. We'll go with your rating, which is six and a half. So the question is, are you going to come back next week and review episode three? Yes. Brilliant. I'll see you then. See Don't you. contact me until... <laughs> Am I still blocked? <laughs> we only see each other on recordings. <laughs> <laughs>